said you were gonna ask me questions. That's when you get to say hello. This is gonna be shit, Alright. Hello. Welcome to the Puckers Grade Lemonade Podcast. On today's episode, questions and so few answers not a day goes by where the investigators survivors and the victims families aren't reminded of these brutal murders 20 years later they're still seeking justice and closure After having all the victims bound in duct tape and tied up in dog chains, the investigators hope to find this killer. It's a day that changed the small town of Windsor forever. On June 6, 1993, a man appeared inside of a Bigelow grocery store in Windsor, North Carolina. It was after closing hours, he was brandishing a handgun. The man ordered the store manager and a cashier to empty the day's earnings into a plastic bag in what appeared to be a robbery. After taking the money, the armed suspect then ordered the two employees plus the four-person floor cleaning crew to the back of the store. After being tied up, the suspect then stacked the employees in three piles of two people apiece, then he opened fire. After murdering three and severely wounding two others, the killer calmly walked out into the quiet night, never to be seen again. Some 29 years later, the killer's identity remains unknown, and investigators continue the work that takes. On May 30, 1993, one week prior to the Below murderers, Audrey Leggett, then 66, was gunned down as she was working the counter at Cherry's Cupboard. She was on the phone with her daughter Judy just swapping recipes. Judy was told to hold on just for a minute, in which time she heard a click, and that was it. That was the last thing that anyone ever heard from Miss Audrey. They drug her all the way in the back, going to the cooler, and there they took her life. She was shot several times for a couple hundred dollars. Customers would eventually find her. Now this may or may not be related to the below suspect, but could there be a connection? A year after the below store murders in Windsor, North Carolina, another below store was robbed. This store was located in Hertford, North Carolina. The gunman hid in the store until closing. Then he tied up the assistant store manager. The assailant used duct tape and dog leashes the same items used to tie up the victims in the Windsor store robbery. He fled with an undisclosed amount of cash, and no one was entered. I'll tell you, this one gets really close to home, doesn't it? It really, really, really does. Um, but what, a week before in Martin County, um, Bear Grass. Week before the Belo murders, Audrey Leggett. What about her? Yeah. That's so close. That is so close. Yeah. They say there's no concrete connection, but there, I believe there is a connection. Well, I think anything's possible. I mean, it's such a small town. 
Well, between yeah. Windsor and Beargrass, it's roughly 20, 21 miles. But it's like they're all interconnected. And, and the whole vibe around Windsor and Beargrass and Martin County, it's all very laid back. I mean, they're just country folks. They're not used to having these kind of things happen. No, not at all. Prior, I mean... Prior to Belo on May 30th, 1993, Miss um, Audrey Leggett, I think she was around 66. She, yes, yeah, she was gunned down and she was working at the count the counter at um, Cherry's Cupboard. She was on the phone with her daughter, Judy. Uh, I think uh, her daughter said that they were swapping recipes, talking about um, she was getting a recipe for something. That And she, and her mama told her, um, hold on. And it went click. And that's the last time she talked to her mama. And, and then they found out she was dead. What, I think they drug her to the cooler. Yeah, she she had been, they took her life um, by shooting her, and she'd been drugged back to the cooler. Um, yeah, she was shot several times for a couple hundred dollars that was missing from the register. Hmm. And then customers hmm. would find her. Yep. Yeah. This may not be related at all to the Belo murders. But, yes. Because, you know, her family, they've suffered through this loss. Miss Audrey, she definitely needs, her family needs some justice as well. So, Yeah. Imagine being her daughter and basically hearing that, and that's the last thing. I mean, she was there, basically. Yeah. That's just, that's just. It's one of those things, you know, that she was found by customers. And um, it, it is interesting to know that she, she Mrs. Leggett was killed with a twenty two caliber handgun while um, the Beatles murdered yeah. were with a, a forty five, I believe is correct. Yep. So that's, um, mm. that's one of those things that is... Um, it's all so close together, it kind of does make you wonder. Um, yeah, it they... makes you really, really wonder. I mean. But it's um, the look of the... and And you know the thing of it, too, if anybody has any information about this, please contact the North Carolina um, SBI and um, let them know that you, that you know anything. Um, please. Please do. And, yes, uh, please put them, again. let the family try to stop their suffering a little bit. Yeah, and we'll get that number for you. We'll have it up at the end of the, of the podcast. So we go forward in time one one week. Okay. <laughs> and it looks like that would be a Sunday, June 6, 1993, at approximately 6.15 p.m., a male uh, who they believe was already inside the Belo store hiding in in Windsor bound up six victims using gray duct tape. Um, he also used dog chains, dog collars. Uh, he stacked the victims in three piles. Mm-hmm. He killed three of the victims. The fourth victim was shot. 
the fifth victim was stabbed. Both what? were left for dead. And it, the sixth victim, and at least this is in um, note six, just so you, for your reference, it looks like the sixth victim was not hurt. And he got away with what looks like to be about $3,000. He, uh, uh, uh. he demanded that the clerk and the manager put the money, the money in a bag. And he had the money. He did keep saying that he uh, uh, was not intending on shooting them. Um, he stated multiple times that he was a former police officer who had been done wrong. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean. And that he, uh, he, he opened fire. Uh, he only had one round of ammunition. And then what he couldn't finish with. with the he grabbed a knife. He grabbed a knife. And finished with a, a knife. Yeah. He was evil. Very much so. So he's, um, his description is a black male, medium complexion. 30 to 35 years old with a solid slender build and military style haircut. Mm -hmm. And they said he had slender, or no, I'm sorry, he had light Brown slanted eyes with a narrow nose bridge that was possibly caused from a sports injury. Well, the the, the other thing too, um, and I'm on note four now, is in researching this, the amount of people that were inside the store at closing time. Six people is a lot of people. And I know. So he must knew he could. But, but that's the thing. You would think if he had cased the place out, there's six people there. Is that the best time to try and rob somebody? I mean, what I'm getting at is if, if we go back down to um, the FBI profile on the guy, okay? Because, see, there's two definite schools of thought here. One is that he was military trained or uh, an ex-policeman, like he said because he was so cool and calm while he was executing this, according to the survivors. Um, if he was military trained, maybe it didn't matter. To it him. didn't That's what I'm thinking. He, he was military trained and he knew or he thought in his mind that he could handle who was in there. Maybe he looked at the victims and said they're not going to be that much of a, they're not going to be that much resistance to him. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Go over from the notes from the FBI profile what, what they have profiled him to be, if you would go over that right quick. Where is, where, what note did you say you're on? That would be um, probably in your talking points from that. Okay, so, sorry. Okay. Notes from the FBI. Okay, profile. He's likely an ex-con who was convicted of a serious felony. Despite this, the suspect was likely a model prisoner. Possibly affiliated with a religious group while incarcerated. Below murders were likely not his first. Very persuasive, possessing a silver tongue. And he displays composures, displays composure, 
representing himself with a friendly demeanor, and he possesses a serious threat to family. Oh, poses a serious threat to family and friends. Has ties in some form to the area. African American, dark complexion, mid thirties, very muscular, at least six feet tall. So let's let's talk about that, and then and the next thing that we'll go to would be um, note number ten. Okay, we'll go over that next. But let's talk for just a minute. The two schools of thought here: you've got one. Uh, they they just think the guy was a drug drug addict. That he just by happen chance came upon this grocery store, robbed it, um, and didn't really know what he was doing because there was a lot of sloppiness involved okay then there's a and and they due to that sloppiness that's why they say a drug addict due to okay he probably only had one uh round of ammunition and they theorized that because he he started using a knife after he had fired so many bullets or he might have wanted to challenge himself if he's who knows yeah and then the other school of thought is that he was military trained or uh, had been trained by the police academy because he did say he was a former police officer. Yeah. But none of them recognized him. So. And he has, he must, he's got, they, they, they think, I mean, they, I, I remember them saying he has to have family here. He has to have family here somewhere. Well, you figure at that point, um, you know, somebody has got to know back then you could go from, uh, Virginia through Windsor and Martin County, uh, Bertie, Martin County, like that to Virginia, which would have been military. You would have had military here. Um, so there's that possibility, but going back to a couple of, of points, I know that this was a sloppy crime scene. I get, I get all that. Okay. But when you, when you really think about it, if, if this guy was trying to travel light and, and only had one round of ammunition, you know, had he cased this out, did he just happen chance buy it and decide he was going to go for it? Don't I don't know. think he, I think he just, he got 3000 out of it. Now that, like I said, money, I mean, 300, 3000 is not, but he got money out of it. And, and so that a was a people, bonus. A lot of people think, you know, in researching this, they were saying $3,000 is not a lot of money. 1993 mm-hmm. in a small Southern town, $3,000 was a lot of money. It was a lot of money back then. I remember that. Remember, I was struggling, so yeah, it was. And you know, I would have loved it, but, but I would have never done anything like that anyway. Well, none of us would. I mean, but do you think, in doing your research, military, police trained, or or drug addict? All three. I think he was military trained, and I think he is a drug addict. I think he's not in the military or in the police 
business anymore because of his drug addiction. But I think he was trained that way. We've got a lot of them now that are like that, that are, they're trying to either help or they have kicked out. And when you kick them out, where does that leave them? They got this knowledge. They can't find this job because of, of their issues they've got from being in the military. I mean, you go, you go overseas, you see stuff, you can't blame, you don't, then you can't blame them. But then you don't treat them when they come back. You just let them go. And when you let them go, they develop all these issues and nobody helps them. So what do they do? They do the only thing they do know how to do. I mean, it, it, it's possible. It, it could be exactly that way. I, I think, um, and I know they want to, to rule out some things because of the sloppiness, but I think he was military trained. I think he was moving light on his feet. Um, I think in the profile they said likely an ex-con who was convicted of a serious mm-hmm. felony. I believe that. I, I believe that he did not want to go to back to prison. And, um, you know, you think about it. If he was in the military, he's regimented. So A would have been B, would have been C, he'd have been Would have been D, yep. Mm-hmm. in prison as well. It's probably one of those things for him to be that calm in that situation, as calm as that we said, that tells you he has been involved in conflict. Mm-hmm. Where do you come up on that conflict? You only come up on it in the military or if you, you're in the... Um, um, Some kind of police fort, field. That's right. Military, police, something like that. But if you if you go back to your talking point on um, on note ten, if if you'll notice, um, one of the survivors, Jasper Hardy Jr. Okay. Uh huh. He was he was watching all this unfold. You know, people above him, people below him, because he's stacked, and he gets asked by the attacker, "Will you identify?" Me? And he says, no, man, I, I don't know you. And then the, the killer says, okay, big man, I'm going to let you live. Now, moments earlier, he's just watched his brother, Thomas, who got oh. answers, and he, he killed him. So the fear of being caught was there because he kept saying, I, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to do anything. But he kept going. I don't want to hurt you, but he kept executing, kept killing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that ties in with with being formally convicted of a serious felony. Um, I think so, too. And, you know, but I I just tell you, when you really think about that, there was was possibility, and we're in Note 11 now, the possibility that a, a small white car with Maryland plates was seen speeding off um he could have went in any direction at that point you know so i i I don't know could have went in any any direction at that point i know but they haven't if he was if he was in 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 jail in prison wouldn't they have his 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 dna his fingerprints 
Didn't they say they got DNA from? They did say they got DNA. And that's, that's the other weird thing, too, is because you, you would think DNA would be all over everything. But, yeah, they said they got it. And then they said they got it from the other one the week before. But why hadn't anything matched up? And nothing's matched up. And, you know, it's interesting to note, too, um, like I was um, going over uh, back to, to note 12. If you'll note, too, I, I was telling you about this part, too. Belo actually had surveillance cameras. But, but they weren't working. No, they were non-functional at the time. This part of me, you know, I wonder if any of the families ever thought, you know, maybe we need to contact a lawyer because if you'd have had surveillance up, it wouldn't have prevented this from happening. But they would know who they were looking for. But they would have had, you know, some better, better mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that would have been my thought. Because I'd have been doing everything I could. Well... Let's talk about the, the victims really quick. Killed were cashier Joyce Coburn Reason. She was 36. She lived in Windsor. The manager, Grover Lee Cecil Jr., was 47, and he was from Aden. Uh, the cleaning crew member, Johnny Rankins Jr., 48, of Edenton. Um, mm. Mrs. Reason and um, Mr. Cecil were shot once in the head while Rankins was shot in the back. And then the cleaning crew members, Thomas E. Hardy, 48, uh, of Edenton, Sylvester Welch, Jr., 40, of Hertford. They were hospitalized in critical condition. What's amazing to me, too, now you, you think about this, we got six people in here. You got Grover, who's the manager, uh, Grover Lee Cecil, that's a man. Johnny Rankins, yeah. man. Uh, that's two men, uh, Thomas Hardy, Sylvester Welch. That's four men. And this guy just nonchalantly walks in and says, hey, you're going to do what I tell you to do, and you're going to do it right now. With no well, they said that he had he he the FBI profile, that he might possess silver tongue. You know, some people do, you know, I won't hurt you. Like, you know, they possess something. They can about talk you into things. Well, you know, too, when you're in the military, you especially when you rise up in, in the ranks, okay? Mm -hmm. You were you taught when you're given authority over um, another, um, you expect it to happen. When I tell you something... I just expect you to do it. It's so matter of fact. I expect you to, and I and I believe this is how he was talking to them. So matter of fact, so bold and brazen that they just it surprised them. I mean, they. Completely. And how old were these people? Um, forty-eight, forty. Um, well, they could have, depending on how old he was. They could have probably taken him on, but it depends. He had a gun, so we don't never know in a situation what we would do. We want to live to see our family, you know. We yeah. do what you say. Uh, we won't get hurt. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, we don't know. 
We might be looking for ways to get out, but we don't know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we could sit here all day long and say what we would do or not do. We don't know. We don't really know. We don't know. We don't really know. I'd love to think I would fight, but I don't know. But I I do think that he just was very matter-of-factly about And that's why I keep pointing back to the military. I think that, too. I really believe that in my heart. I believe somebody knows. Hey, there's a reason. There's, you know, might be a conspiracy theorist through and through, but I believe in my heart of hearts, military, ex-military, and it all connects somehow. Well, that's why I keep going back to him being... um the, the military i just you know i i think that that he is a military trained person or a uh former member of um law enforcement and i do feel like he's probably died and i, I think you brought up a good point earlier when you said it's possible that he could be all three he could have been in the military he could have been military uh, uh trained in law enforcement and he could have been a, a drug addict he could have been all three um that's a that's a very distinct um possibility we don't know we don't know and that's and then these people need to know yeah i mean this is something that has gone on for a long long time yes it's gone on for a long time interestingly uh, a year after the below murders in windsor Another Belo store was robbed, and this was back in your talking points email I sent you. I see that in Hartford, North Carolina. Yep, and uh, he hid in the store. Uh huh. And he tied the assistant store manager up using duct tape. God, and dog leashes, the same items used to tie the victims in the Windsor store robbery. That had to be the same guy. He fled with an undisclosed amount of cash, and no one was injured. That was the same guy. He's already created an M.O. at this point. That was. So I wonder if he did it. You know, he had to do it. I wonder why it's not been. You don't hear a lot about that part of it, but here's the thing. He didn't kill anybody. That's why you don't hear about it. Well, see, some of the theories out there is this guy wasn't so much uh, concerned about robbing them as he was killing them, like a serial killer. I don't, I don't believe he's a serial killer. I believe he was somebody who, well, by proxy, I guess he was a serial killer. But he was here on this one, the first but I'm two. Saying, I'm saying I think he he needed the money. He enjoyed the thrill of it. Uh Mentally, psychologically, he felt he could do this crime and get away with it because he's had a history of it. And I think the first two, he was on drugs. That's why he was acting like he was. You think? I think. But you think he might have been all right in the last one? No, he's not all right if he's robbing somebody. I mean, not on drugs because he didn't kill anybody. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I do believe he was on the first two. I think it's the same guy. I, I do believe it's the same guy. 
definitely think it's the same definitely guy. the same guy. And definitely. You know, um, obviously, there's no surveillance at the. Uh, why don't they put up surveillance, especially after this happened? Well, I think that might be one of the reasons there's no more below stores. Because uh, nobody wants to work for them. Yeah. Um, but you, you can't rule out the possibility, you know, what if he did case these places out? What if he was aware there was no... He had to be aware. I mean, you go... I mean, this is the exact same crime in Hertford. The only difference is that nobody nobody was killed. It's the exact same crime. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, um, I, I find that very interesting. I also find it very interesting to you. I'm going to throw you a curve now because I can tell you about this part. So, um, I told you when talking about this that, that, he kept referring to himself as an ex-policeman that he had no mm-hmm. Okay. Interestingly enough. Okay. In, in February, 2008 in, in Tinley park, Illinois, a suburb, a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. There was a shooting. Five people were killed. A six was injured. And, um, this particular person, uh, went in and and to rob them, and he kept telling them that he was a policeman, an ex-policeman with nothing to lose. Well, um, now they, he was described as somebody in his twenties. Um, oh, that couldn't have been him. Couldn't couldn't have been him. Time frame doesn't doesn't work. Don't you find it interesting that, that I just sent you the email for it so you can pull it up. But don't you find it interesting that 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 same line gets used in another robbery, what, 14, 15 years later? Well, it could be. Um, now, they, they pretty much have ruled out a connection there. Oh, they've ruled out a connection. They don't think it could be a family member. Uh, probably not. It's just interesting that the same terminology was used. So I don't, I don't know. Lane Bryant clothing outlet. But see what, what makes this thing so unique is you, you're stacking people, you know, um, you, you, you stack them and that's just, just crazy. I mean, Mm -mm -mm. that is, that is very crazy. And see, my, my thought process on that is, how did you arrive at that thought process? That's why, that is exactly why. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, that, that to me, you dealing with somebody cold and calculated. He's done this several times. I mean, and it's frustrating because you can't really find a whole lot to go on and you can't really have a way of connecting the dots in other parts of the country to kind of figure out. That's why when I first read about that Lane Bryant thing, I was all over that. But when you look at the composite, it looks it's like nothing that. like, yeah. So. Wow. That is crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't know. 
it's just it's a little bit crazy but um we had told you guys uh, as we're getting ready to wrap this up here in just a little bit we'd get you the number for the north carolina sbi that phone number um is one eight 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 six two four seven two 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 again the north carolina sbi district office number is one eight eight six two four seventy two twenty two or nine one nine six six two forty five hundred again that's nine one nine six six two forty five hundred so if you guys have any information about the below murders or miss audrey leggett please contact the proper please do that anything you want to add before we go ahead and wrap this up anything we didn't touch on nothing other than if you guys know anything to please 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 call that number let put the families get them a little bit of closure i mean i know it can't bring them back but it could make them feel better and maybe you're listening to this somewhere in another part of uh the USA and something happened like this in your neighborhood. Maybe there's some slim chance of connection somewhere. Um, you know, I, it's just mighty funny that you have Miss Audrey Leggett um, a week before and, you know, she shot. And of course, you know, all the things there is people could say was, you know, whoever killed her, she knew who they were. Uh, she walked, that's why they walked in the store. It was so easy. I get all that. I do. But it's just mighty, mighty strange that in a, in a, in a mere few days, you, you have uh, a robbery and a murder on this level at Belo. I mean, it's just, I just think it's too much of a coincidence. And I do believe the guy, like I said, military and you know what? Yeah. Let's throw that in there. Probably a drug addict too. Yep, I do believe that. Yeah. So, well, guys, thank all of you for being a part today. We appreciate you um, following us and listening. Uh, we hope that you'll uh, take us uh, a gander at us on our YouTube channel. Give us a listen on YouTube and Spotify. Yep, and soon to be Apple and Google. And again, visit us. Uh, we're on TikTok, Bucklesbury Lemonade. Uh, YouTube, Bucklesbury Lemonade, uh, again on Spotify, soon to be on Google and Apple. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.